0: First coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First
1: Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Zoe, and today we're going to be talking about the New York City festival, Three and the Last Dragon. Nate. Gates, Country Comfort, and Archibald, The Next Big Thing. Let's talk with Benjamin and Jude about the New York City Festival with Rhea and the Last Dragon. Can you kind of tell me what this festival, I mean, I know it's about Rhea and the Last Dragon, but uh, was it like a live event or was it virtual? Jude, you want to take this one?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, the New York, uh, the New York Children's Film Festival sadly had to be all virtual this year because of COVID-19. Um, it was, I believe it was, it was over a week. It was from March 5th to March 14th. Uh, there was a series of diverse and artistic films that you could uh, view throughout the festival. Um, and there were some in the spotlight, um, Spotlight, like, uh, um, well, for example, Ray and the Last Dragon, which was one of the big ones.
3: That's awesome. Okay.
1: I think that I think it's cool that it was um, virtually one for, you know, safety precaution matters and two, I guess it kind of gives more people an opportunity to be participated and involved. So Benjamin, can you kind of, did you see like every film or I mean, every film was showcased or?
4: Um, I tried, you know, it's really hard to watch a lot of movies. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, (laughs) There were like, I got to the Sunday before it ended, and I actually, one of the, I think the best kept secrets is they had a lot of really great short films this year, too, and a lot that were eligible for Academy Awards, which just came out yesterday at this recording. Um, But I saw quite a few. Yeah, I think I answered your question.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's cool how, like, they showcased not only, you know, Ray and the Last Dragon, but a lot of other things, so um what was um dude what was the kind of i guess your favorite it could be a film short film what was the favorite thing that you saw in this festival
2: um i really liked the short film city of ghosts um it was really interesting to see um these animators uh put their animated characters inside of the real world like um it's kind of hard to explain they they took like real life pictures and they put their animated characters inside our world, which was pretty interesting. And it was a fun topic. It was about um, a group of children who make their own documentary about um, talking to ghosts and going around different places and meeting new people um, just to have fun and learn about these new ghosts. It's just really interesting. It It was very fun.
1: That's very interesting. I, um, I think that's kind of uh, not a trend, but I know with Tom and Jerry, they mix live action and animation. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's kind of something that they're doing now mixing a lot of genres of movies of oh, not movies. Sorry, like a lot of, uh, you know, just like animation, live action and all the other ways that films are presented. So Benjamin, how was kind of the was there like a main theme of the festival or was it just mostly like presenting, you know, new films, intro films for people?
4: There was a lot of attention paid to, so different short programs, there was one called Breaking the Binary, that was specifically short centered around LGBTQ stories, it was pretty interesting, and then, I mean, you know, it's kind of as advertised, it's all for families and children, Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. That's actually really cool, though, that they talked about, like, LGBTQ. I guess it's very united. But yeah, with Ryan, the Last Dragon, how did I actually really interested to see Benjamin? uh, Like, how did they kind of, I guess, present Ryan, the Last Dragon in a festival?
4: Zoe, 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 let me tell you, this movie is very good. Uh, We watched it. It was a live screening on a Friday night and it had a little introduction beforehand in this short called Us Again, and I will lead it to Jude. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good short. Uh, and I will leave it to Jude to talk about what he thought about the movie. Awesome. Yeah,
3: actually, oh, sorry, Jude. <laughs> You're yeah, good.
4: Thank lot. you, Benjamin. I was, um, was going to say that
2: I, on a just an objective standpoint, uh, Rhea was one of the best animated like just just for the like best animation i think i've seen in a disney movie especially like the scenery in the background with all of the nature um I, it was just exquisite from and from end to beginning
1: I've been seeing so many ads for like Ryan right the last. I've been seeing everywhere. Like, what if I go to watch a YouTube video on TikTok, Instagram? Like, they've been promoting it so much, and honestly, I wanted to watch it really badly. Um, sadly, I haven't been able to. But thank you guys so much for talking with me. I wish we had more time to talk about um, the film and like the festival in general. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and today we've been talking about the New York City Festival, Raya the Last Dragon, Nate Vargates, Country Comfort, and Archibald, The Next Big Thing. And now we're going to be talking with Ishan about Nate Vargates. I really hope I'm saying Vargates right, because it feels wrong. Hi, Ishan, how
5: are you? <laughs> Hi, Zoe, I'm good. Yeah, I think it's Nate Bargatze. It's an interesting name. I think Bargatze. it's Swiss exactly. or German. Yeah.
1: Well, what is this um,
6: Netflix comedy special about?
5: Yeah, so basically this is um, Nate Bargatze's, I think it's his second comedy special on Netflix. And so he basically just goes through his experiences in 2020, you know, everything with him doing Zoom comedy shows, working from home. uh, And then his experiences getting back out on the road for some live shows with, you know, Hotel Breakfast Fails. I think he talks about Llama Golf Caddies take that as you will, um, and uh, losing your phone. So yeah, all those things uh, are covered in this special. So yeah, it's it's tons of fun. And it's one hour, so it's the perfect watch for any evening.
1: Oh, nice. I, I guess we all kind of need more humor these days with these side forms of Corona. Absolutely. Um, did you get to watch the I, I'm I think you're right, too, that this is the second one. I think he had one back in 2019, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but did you ever get to watch that one or is this is like completely new to you?
5: I actually didn't know uh, much about Nate Bargatze before this comedy special, but I watched a few clips from the previous, from his uh, earlier special, and I think his humor hasn't uh, changed too much. So if you like the first one, you'll like the second one. Of course, there's a bit of that, you know, post-apocalyptic dry humor thing that we, I think we all got um, after 2020. But, uh, you know, it's, it's tons of fun.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. So like, I guess for Nate Bargatty fans, um, this would be something nice. I actually, I didn't know about it. I like that Netflix, rec- I don't know, the Billy Allen documentary, I saw that recently. It's, it's amazing. I don't think that I should be mentioning that because it's not really, the rating isn't, <laughs> very good. there's a lot of good documentaries on there that I've been kind of, that Netflix has been showing um, or presenting recently. So that's really cool. I yeah. know. Uh, yes, it was Bargetti's first Netflix special, The Tennessee Kid, that was debuted in 2019. And prior to that, I think he had stand-ups throughout 2017. He did a bunch of stuff. And um, currently, he is doing a huge tour nationwide. I hope that um, Corona is going to allow him to do that. But do you know what we can kind of expect from that? If you, if you know about that at all. If not, then that's totally fine.
5: I am not sure, but I'll tell you just as far as, like, if, if you're looking to tune into any of those specials or if you're looking to go to any of his shows, he's one of the few comedians who still has G-rated humor. Um, so it's, it's solid for families. Um, and I think a lot of the... But, so one thing, the sort of, you know, hitch that you might you might have is his jokes tend to play to like an older teen or like an, an older audience slightly, because there's some of like, oh, these darn kids type of humor thing thrown in there. Um, but there's there's jokes for all ages. Of course, most of his humor, given that he is in his I think he mentions like six times he's 40. So having turned 40, his humor shifted a bit um, to, you know, the, the older demographic. But, yeah, it's a it's a solid watch
1: so for kids i guess who are scrolling through netflix and see this do you think this is would be a like what age range would you kind of give this special for if people wanted to watch it
5: i'm i'm pretty sure that anyone could probably watch this and understand a decent amount of it but i would say ages 14 to 18 plus adults of course would probably be the best audience for this and when you're 14 probably like having a decent amount of knowledge of what, what would have happened in like Gen X and like the, the millennial generation. Uh, <laughs> probably some of those things uh, before walking into this special.
1: I'm definitely going to watch it. Well, hopefully if I have to, I've been not watching Netflix recently and I have to, there's like a bunch of good stuff on there right yeah. now. But um, that's really cool. I don't think I've seen any like, I don't know, comedy special. So I like that this is something new that well, at least I haven't seen before maybe I just haven't been on Netflix in a long time. And this is like Mm -hmm. me not knowing anything in a moment.
5: (laughs) I think there are a few, there are, there are a few, but I think this is probably one of their better offerings, um, you know, especially in recent releases.
1: Okay. So I just want to know what is the age range and star rating for this film? Cause I, you said his jokes are kind of for everyone, but just making sure.
5: Yeah. The interest is definitely a little bit uh, in the older teens to adults range. So I would give, Um, the show Nate Bargatsy the greatest average American I'd give it four and a half out of five stars and I recommend it for ages 14 to 18 a mature 14 year old can definitely watch it anyone even younger than that who has that level of knowledge can watch it but yeah 14 to 18 plus adults
1: that's awesome thank you so much Ishan I really love talking with you and I will be checking out more Nate Bargatsy things in the future all right, let's take a break. I'm Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And today's show is sponsored by That's Totally Normal from Tracks.
7: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh,
1: turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Zoe and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the New York City Festival with Raya and the Last Dragon, Nate Bargatze, Country Comfort. And right now I'm going to be talking with Callie from, or talking about Archie, the next big thing. Hi, Callie. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I want to know, what is Archibald the next big thing about? Because
3: I've seen, I think this is the third season that's coming out, and I haven't seen anything, so. Well, it's kind of like an extended to Archibald, and it's an animation film, and it's like about the same things, but it's just like going on with a different thing, and it's from, it's actually premiering on Peacock, so that's pretty interesting, and... That's really it. It's just an animation film and it's very funny and it's like very like kid friendly and even older ages can watch it, which I found really interesting because normally like kid in animations, like they normally don't, don't like make me laugh or anything, but they really did this time. That's awesome to hear. I know sometimes
1: uh, animations can be uh, pointed towards younger audiences, but I'm really interested in the cast because I, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Um, I it, I know there's really, Rosemund Pike, she's a narrator. She's awesome with like voice acting. We got Jordan Fisher, Tony Hale, Adam Polly. So
3: um, yeah, how was like the voice work? Um, the narrator, she's actually very good. She moves along the story and she almost is like a character herself. I kind of feel like she's on Archibald's head a little bit but she can be very funny actually like moving on the story and like what's actually happening during the scene. Like one of the times like he switched bodies and so it was just super, like, interesting about how she reacted to this new person in Archibald's body because still, she still was in his head, so it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I know this, somehow I know this, but I know that Archibald is always very stressed um, in the show. I'm assuming that they kind of present that. So where does the humor really come from? Does it come from the narrator, Archibald himself, or...?
3: It's much from Archibald. Um, Archibald actually seems like a very chill kind of person, actually, he kind of goes with the flow, and he seems to do a lot of, like, community work in, like, the series, actually. Kind of helping around his town a lot, but also making a mess at the same time, so.
1: Is this, how does this season kind of set apart from season one and season two? Or would, did this one, if you've seen them, if you haven't, then you can't really answer this question, but, like, did they... um was it better? Was it worse? How did you kind of feel about this season versus comparing, I guess, to the other ones?
3: Well, I didn't see the other ones, but from the re- other reviews of those seasons, it seems to be on like the same level of like the same kind of plot, the same type of things that happen, but like a little bit different. It's like very funny and also very like interactive. And so I think it went around like the same line as the other ones did. That's cool to
1: hear um, how I guess I it kind of balanced out with what's been going on. And for the animation, is there anything special there or anything that kind of really stood out to you with, like, the color palette or anything like that or not really?
3: Um, no, not really. But the one thing was, like, the characters were, like, animals or from all over kinds of places. It was just this one town with a bunch of different animals, which was kind of cool. Normally, only have people. And so it was kind of different. So were the animals, like,
1: talking? Like, were was the main cast kind of, like, only animals? or
3: yeah, They were actually all animals, all the characters. And... They didn't look like actual chickens. Like they were, they had like human form, but they had like the colors and like the beaks or the spots of a animal. That's
1: really cool. I'm just trying to process. That's, huh? Well, I guess that's a new, like a I guess new style, not of animation, but um, something new that we can see. So. If this on Peacock, is there anywhere else that we can find it for those of us who probably don't have Peacock or just don't know how to... Um,
3: it's going to premiere on Netflix too, which it's a little... I've never seen it on Netflix, but I hope it's there now. All right, awesome. So what is the age range
1: and star rating that you would give Archibald the next big thing?
3: Well, I think that Archibald's for like 2 to 3... 2 to like 10 rating and um a four out of five stars because it was very funny for almost all ages
1: well i am invested now i mean we got chickens who look like humans <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much callie for talking with me you're so welcome all right and today we're doing something a little different i'm going to be passing it on to josita and you're listening to kids first coming Attractions. so josita
8: take it away Right now, we're switching over to our review with Ishan Avery, and Apurva for We Got You. Let's t- to start off. Uh, what is We Got You about? So I'd say We Got You
9: is about kids, I don't know, teens who have been through hard times. And they basically come on the show to talk about their experience and everything they've gone through. And it makes them feel heard. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool that way.
8: That's really interesting, and it sounds kind of important as well for, yeah, guys to watch. What's your favorite scene from the film? Um, and this is directed towards Dishan.
5: So We Got You as a tracks podcast. Uh, there's so many different episodes. Uh, there's so many amazing, amazing episodes. Each one offers something different. Um, what I actually appreciated about a lot of them is that they would, it's not host driven specifically. It's more like the kids really take it in their own direction. Each episode uh, has features one kid who speaks about their experiences. For example, there's, I use an example in my uh, in my review of one episode with a girl named Asha who had ADHD and her struggles with, that's attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and her struggles with that throughout grade school and how she kind of came to own that. And it's, uh, I mean, the, the host is... Um, Um, Guys, help me! Who's the Who's the host? Samantha Logan. Thank you, Uh, (laughs) Samantha Logan. uh, Who? uh, She's she takes more of a backseat in 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 the in the episodes. It's more the kids who really help drive everything. Um, But I I love that each episode is so different from the other. They they all take sort of even though there's a simple template of like the kids talk about their experiences and the floor is opened up for questions every each episode offers something new i love yeah, that um oh uh,
8: great long speech that's um, a really good answer, yeah I, so I, so perva what what was your favorite
9: sorry i, I was just gonna add to that saying that uh, i do agree with you um ishan i think that it's not much of the host's podcast it's she just introduces the person and the person states their story so
8: yeah sorry no, that's, uh, uh, is Avery here? Yeah, hi. Hi, hey, so what about you? What's your favorite uh episode or part of We Got You?
10: Um, well, to be honest, I really liked all, like, the episodes. Like, just by listening to them, like, although you can't really watch it, it something I said in my review was, like, that it makes you take the time to, like, relax, just sit down and, like, listen to these people's stories, which, to me, I was, like, Listen to it. almost like so grateful and I'm blessed to be able to like listen to these people's stories and be like, they did amazing things to be able to conquer their challenges. So I don't know if I necessarily have a specific favorite one, but a couple of them that I really liked was I can do dyslexia and have patience for another day. Although I don't have dyslexia or some of these people's really big obstacles, you can kind of take from what they did to overcome them. You can take what they used to put it into your own struggles.
8: So I just thought that was kind of helpful. And I really liked all the episodes. Yeah, that sounds really inspiring, too, for all of us. Ishan, how did you feel about the cast's performance? Like, was there a specific um, kid that you think really connected with you? Or...
5: I think all the kids are really great storytellers. They present their experiences well, and uh, you really feel for them. Just like Avery was saying, um, they they kind of take you into their web of stories. So that's great, and they bear their hearts on the podcast, especially in the issues about like mental health, which I think is is great to see that they have that they're comfortable sharing in this space about their experiences and about how they overcame those challenges. So yeah,
8: these sounds like very talented can- kids. Uh, so. A purva, did you, like, was there one that you particularly related to?
9: So I would, okay, yeah, I, I agree with Ishan, but I would have to say, um, I would say ADHD would be a little more relatable to me because, um, you know, my, my brother has it. He's it not very severe, of course, but, you know, I, I really think, um, I, I really loved the story because um, it, it really inspired me. And, Anxiety. Anxiety is another one. I, I struggle myself with anxiety. Um, that's why I'm a little afraid of pictures <laughs> sometimes. And um, I would really have to say that that is probably, it, it, it touches me more than other people, maybe. So I would have to say that some stories, yes, more than others, but I think it kind of depends on the person, um, what your personal struggles are. So, yeah. Well said. Uh, how about you, um,
10: Avery? Yeah, so I completely agree with like what you guys said. Um, I actually have a pretty rare like disorder myself, so I <laughs> don't have one that's very specific, but like I said before, just taking the people's challenges and what they've overcome, I was able to somewhat relate some of those struggles to my own, and some of the stuff I don't have, but I just loved listening to these people's stories. So I agree with both
8: of you guys, like you kind of hit it spot on. So thank you for your answer, Avery. Hey, Sean, where can you find this podcast?
5: This podcast is on tracks.fm.
8: Thank you for the interview. Let's take a break. I'm Joshitha Morgan from Jacksonville, Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Totally Normal from Tracks
7: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: to become a kids first film critic visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place we hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies love talking about movies and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or
1: celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the New York City Festival with Raya and the Last Dragon, Nate Bargatze, Country Comfort, and Archibald, the next big thing, but now we're gonna be talking about country comfort with Allison and Ethan. Um, so what is this series about? I guess kind of like what was your first impression or takeaway from watching?
6: Okay. Um, yeah, so when I first started watching this, I kind of noticed how it was a little bit like um the sound of music, where there's this girl and she's kind of at a really low point. She just got dumped by her boyfriend, and she finds this family. And I immediately was like, "Okay, I see resemblance here. Both are musical." Um, and honestly, I wasn't really sure what to think about the show at first. I kind of thought, "Okay, this might be a little basic," but then there were some twists in the show and just differences in the episodes. And obviously, the setting change made it different from some things you'd seen before. And overall, it was just really cool, and it was it was different from stuff that you see all the time on like family sitcoms.
1: That's awesome. I, I did see the trailer. And honestly, um, well, I've never been or I don't really know someone who's been in that type of situation. But I can, I guess, assume that I know what it feels like. And it looked very emotional. <laughs> but it also looked very um nice at the same time. So Ethan, can you kind of tell me some of the messages that you took away? Mainly because I know the story is very kind of uh, heartfelt. So... Well, in around
11: every episode, there's always something new. It's always like a main episode about a character. So um, some morals are like, just don't lie. Because there was one episode where it turned out one, the dad was lying to the kids, but the kids were actually lying to him. And towards the end, it's everyone just lied to each other. So I guess it's always tell the truth. And I guess just earn your respect because they were lying a lot and it was really bad and it caused a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, for sure. Lying is never the answer. Do not do that. Uh, And Allison, what you were saying before, this is kind of different. I okay, maybe this is just because I'm in love with Fuller House. I don't know if you've seen the series or um, Full House that came out like a long time ago. But did this, I guess, was it similar to anything you've seen? Because I thought like this was going to be like a reinvented version of kind of that show or kind of like a copycat. But I'm assuming not because you said it was something really different that you've seen.
6: So I've never, I know I probably should see it, but I've never seen Fuller House My fr- or just Full House. My friends have like talked about how they love that show. Um, I'm guessing it's probably a similar thing because it's like a big family, a bunch of kids. There's a lot of different like dynamics and relationships between the characters. You know, I don't know if you actually, yes, this reminds me of, do you know the Disney show, Jessie? Yes, I'm kind kind of of talking about it. It's the first thing that
1: popped in my mind because I think you said she's like a nanny, so.
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Bailey is like the young nanny who's having a hard time and then meets this great family. Um, So yeah, there's definitely a similarity between those two. Um, But then like the setting, again, it's like a big thing that sets it apart. It's so different, which just makes some of the like problems or just things that the characters have to overcome different.
1: That's awesome. Well, based off of what Ethan and Allison, you both said, I, that's, I I found that really fascinating, Allison. I guess it's kind of like a remodernized version of some other shows that we've seen before, but like in a new way that I guess is more, um, a way that the audience can kind of more connect with this one versus, you know, Fuller House. Not everyone has a house with like a thousand people in it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so,
1: let me think. (laughs) (laughs) You can ask about their interview with the... Right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, Ethan, can you kind of tell me, I know you interviewed the castle, so, like, who did you interview, and I guess, um, how did that go? Well, I interviewed the nanny named Catherine
11: McPhee, and I think it was... Um, oh, and I met the, the father kind of in the movie. His name is Eddie Sibrian. Hopefully I said that right. Um, I met them, too. They were horrible. No, I'm joking. They were really nice. <laughs> it was one of my favorite interviews. They were so nice. And they, they both, like, had a really good connection with each other. So the whole time, they were just laughing. And I was like, I don't get it.
3: <laughs> it was
11: just
1: them laughing the whole time. It was funny. I think those are the best interviews. When,
6: like, you're all connected and having fun. Uh, yeah. I, do you get to interview anyone? or? Yeah. So... I actually have kind of a funny story. Ethan and I, so we did that interview together. We waited, I don't know if Ethan did, but I was waiting in that waiting room for about two hours to get into that interview. It was, it was crazy. We were waiting for a really long time. And there were people there from like People Magazine, and like Entertainment Weekly, and all these different like huge news platforms. And then it was just me and Ethan, and we were just like, hey, guys. And it was only my second interview that I've done so far with Kids First, so it was really exciting. And yeah, I got to interview the same two people, and then it was just, yeah, like what Ethan said, it was really fun. We connected with them, they were laughing, they were great at answering our questions, and it was just really fun.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think that's the best thing that could have happened. I mean, whenever you're waiting in a waiting room for two hours, like imagine the actors like having like 1,000 interviews so as long, like if they're in a good mood after all of that that's uh that's really special and I'm really happy that you guys both got that experience by the way Allison uh this is my first time talking with you so I just want to say hi and welcome to Kids.
6: I know you've probably been here for like
1: well enough a while but
6: <laughs> for a bit yeah I was just thinking um I was like oh my gosh because I know about you since I've seen like your reviews on the YouTube channel and stuff I'm like oh my gosh and Zoe and it's so weird with like Ishan too and like everyone else who's been here for a little while, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know them. And when I get to see them on the radio show, it's so cool. So it's really good to meet you. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I'm kidding. I don't feel big. Well, um, that's, that's really sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I love Kids First. If you want to join Kids First, by the way, totally share it if you're listening to this right now. Anyways, so for the both of you, I guess, Ethan, you can start. What would be the Star Rage and age reading that you would give this year? Um, I'd give it. Oh, it's between four and five. I'll give it
11: 4.5 stars. And I'd recommend it ages, uh, let's say, like 12 and up. Because there were some jokes that were very funny, but probably not for kids. <laughs> it was very funny, though.
6: And what about you, Allison? I would recommend it to ages, I'm going to say a little younger than what Ethan said. I'm going to say 10 and up. Just because I think a lot of that, unless you're looking for it, like Ethan, no, I'm just kidding. But unless you're like really noticed those kinds of things, they'll go over kids' heads. I don't think they would really, because there was stuff like that. They're in like Disney shows. If you rewatch like Victorious, you'll see that there's some stuff. and But it just goes over their heads. So I think ages 10 and up is good. And for the star rating, four out of five stars. It was really good.
1: Awesome. Okay, so I will definitely be looking for this. I hope it already came out. If not, then I'll I'll wait. But I'll... thank you so much, Allison and Ethan. I'll make sure to check this out as soon as possible. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And today we're talking about the New York City Festival Nate Brigade, of so Country Comfort, which is what we were just talking about. And now we're going to be actually listening to Allison and Ethan's interview with the cast of Country Comfort.
6: Hi, I'm Allison Buck, and with me is Ethan Purston, reporting for Kids First. And today, we have the pleasure to interview Catherine McPhee and Eddie Cibrian from the new Netflix comedy series, Country Comfort Season 1. Catherine McPhee is an actress known for Smash, The House Bunny, and Shark Knight. She portrays the role of a Southern nanny, Bailey, in Country Comfort. Eddie Cibrian is known for The Cave, Third Watch, and Sunset Beach. In Country Comfort, he portrays a widower cowboy, Bo, the father of five talented and mischievous children. How are you doing today, Catherine and Eddie?
12: Great, we're happy to be here with you guys.
11: Very, very good. Thank you good. so much.
6: All right, so to begin, Mr. Sibrian, what were some of your favorite scenes to shoot in the series and could you tell us a little bit about them?
13: Um, well, that's a good question. They're, they're all so fun to shoot. Uh, it's a really, it's, it's a sweet show. and it's, it's a pleasure to be on it. Um, and you know, we have, we have such a talented group of people. Um, you know, I, for me, you know, There's probably a couple. I I love shooting scenes where, you know, Catherine Kat has all the dialogue and she tries to just spit it all out (laughs) because those are fun. That's because I can just sit there and relax and just watch her try to spit it all out because I do give her a mouthful. Um, And then, you know, having having the whole family together um, with Kat and, um, you know, singing Uh, Listening to to the music part of the show um, is is very special as well. Um, It's it's really a sweet show.
6: It sounds very sweet, and that sounds so fun. So, Miss
11: McPhee, um, how do you relate to your role as a Southern nanny? Well,
12: let's see. I'm not Southern. I'm from the Valley. I'm a Valley girl from born and raised in L.A., and I'm not a country singer, even though I've fantasized about being one, so really my relatability to the character is just all in my head. It's all in fantasy. Right. So as an actress, I get to um, just play out my dreams of all the fantasies I've had about wanting to be a country artist. And, and um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have that much in common with, with Bailey, uh, other than the love of singing and the the drive of have, wanting a career. I'm, I've certainly never walked into a house full of five kids and, um, you know, been heartbroken at the same time and then suddenly gotten a job in the same day. That's sort of the premise of the show is that she gets dropped out of her band. she Her boyfriend breaks up with her. She gets in a truck, starts driving down the road and her car breaks down and she opens uh, she knocks on the door and there's a ranch full of children who are begging her to be the new nanny. And she's just like, what <laughs> kind of ranch did I walk into? Um, and then there's the lovely father of all these children. And <laughs> So no, she embarks on being a nanny that she's, uh, you know, she's not even that good at it. But somehow the kids and the family become a unit, and uh, they all fall in love with each other.
11: Well, you're both funny, so that's something in common. <laughs>
12: <laughs> oh, that's nice, thanks, Ethan.
10: <laughs>
6: so another one for Miss McPhee. Since you spent so much time with the kids on the set and during the show, do you have any funny memories with the young cast members that you could share with us?
12: Hmm, I'm sure I do. I was. When Eddie was talking, uh, I was thinking of what my favorite scene has been to shoot, um, and it wasn't with the kids. Not because I don't I don't like the kids, but um, I'm trying to think. You know which scene, which, which which episode was really fun is the one. I don't. I think it was episode four or three when we're. It's the wedding. It's when uh, Summer, who plays Eddie's girlfriend's, this is going to be confusing for people, but Eddie's girlfriend in the show, her sister is getting married and everyone's in this church and the kids are dancing for the, um, trying to get the young hot girl in the church. And I'm, I'm going all over the place. You guys are never gonna be able to fall. You're just gonna have to watch it. But the, <laughs> the scene in the church is really fun with all the kids. Um, and I enjoyed that scene because there was music as well, comedy, and it's a, it's a, it's a very fun episode. Definitely, that
6: sounds very, very fun.
11: So, Mr. Sibrian, your role as a father of this group of kids is pretty unusual, considering how talented they are. So, what was your relationship with these young actors?
13: Um, well, you know what? You know, when when I met them for the first time, they've already, you know, they've already were, uh, working, they were already were working. They're all working together on on set for about a week, doing a little boot camp, getting to know each other. And so, when I when I came in. Uh, as, as Eddie to meet these kids for the first time, uh, they already formed this little bond. Like they, they, they were like a little family already. Um, and as soon as I walked in, they all just ran up to me and gave me a hug like I was their daddy, just like that. And it just, it, it, it made it so easy uh, for me to just kind of get into character and, and feel like I was really the kind of father figure for them all. Um, they're sweet kids, they're all very professional, very, like you said, very, very talented um they all sing they all play instruments um so it's uh it's a good it's a good cast very good cast
11: well thank you guys for talking with us um thank you so much miss katherine mcphee and mr eddie sibrian it was a pleasure having you both today remember to mark your calendar for the premiere of netflix family comedy country comfort on march 19 2021 this is ethan person
1: and allison buck reporting for kids first Let's take a break. I'm Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and today's show is sponsored by That's Totally Normal from Tracks.
7: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a
0: Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young Entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn
8: your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Yoshita Balamurgan from Jacksonville, Florida, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about country comfort. Next up, Natalia and Nayara will be interviewing guests from the Spongebob movie.
14: Hey everyone, I'm Natalia from Kids First. Hi
6: Natalia.
14: Well, first off, I'm super excited for the upcoming spinoff, first spinoff of SpongeBob Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Under Years, which is super exciting. Um, But I'm going to direct my question to Roger. How about we go with Roger here? You are the voice of an iconic character, which we can all relate to, which was Squidward who has been basically social distinct from everyone in Bikini Bottom for a long, long time. He never likes anyone, which I can relate to him a little bit. But how does the progress of the pattern in the film capture the development of Squidward? How do we see something new for him?
7: Well, a lot of characters begin... Um, with this optimistic thing, like SpongeBob, you know, and, and Squidward was no different. He had great aspirations, and life just continued to give him little beat downs as as he goes, and that conditioned his attitude towards the rest of the world. Underpaid, underappreciated, underwater, you know, you've reached the home of unrecognized talent, kind of thing. So yeah, it's 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 a lesson in how, if you let it, life will turn you into something sour, you know. So it's a it's a it's a cautionary tale to everybody. Don't let it happen to you. <laughs>
14: <laughs> Thank you for answering Squidward. My pleasure.
7: <laughs> don't let negativity happen to you. We should do a telethon. <laughs> right. uh, negativity. And to, to, uh, uh, close uh, Niyar, you can ask the uh, next question.
10: Hi, I'm Niyar from Kids First. Hi, Hi there. I just want to say that I grew up with SpongeBob and I absolutely love both of your characters. Um, my question is actually for Tom. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob is so expressive and uses his hand and jumps around while speaking. When you're recording the words, how do you capture this expressiveness? For example, uh, yeah, do I, you I, spatial- I, what,
7: what kind of a question is that? <laughs> I, I, I'm offended that you even asked. Whoa. This interview is over. This interview is over, Niara. Over. Over. No, uh, I, I definitely, uh, yeah. Uh, we're all pretty, uh pretty physically active in the booth. Um, I definitely, not just with SpongeBob, but with every voiceover I've ever done, like I hate sitting down, you know, and, and especially if it's an energetic character uh, I guess I'm not a good enough voiceover actor that I can sit there and, and sound like that, you know, from a seated position, you know? So, so I, so I actually have to flail around and scream and, you know, veins pop out of my head and I knock stuff over <laughs> at, uh, you know, it happens all the time so uh, so yeah that's uh that, that's how we do it kind of, kind, of, kind, of, kind of what you hear is what you get
8: Thank you so much
7: You bet it's You
11: see plenty, is now. what you get
8: You're listening to kids first coming attractions today we were talking about New York City's children's Film festival Nate Bargatze, the greatest average American Archie Ball's next big thing we got you and Country Comfort Right now, we're continuing our interview with more guests from the Spongebob movie, *Sponge on the Run. Hello
14: everyone, I'm Natalia. Hi Natalia.
11: Hi Natalia.
14: Natalia. It's nice to meet all of you. I love Spongebob. Everyone loves Spongebob. Awesome. (laughs) Well, first off, how about we start with Caroline. You are the voice of Sandy, and in this film we get to see Sandy explore outside of Bikini Bottom as she shares a new side of herself through every episode as she evolves. How do you work to keep the significance of the show while still highlighting the new turning points for Sandy? Well,
6: um, we're very blessed that our writers have to worry about that. (laughs) And they're so brilliant that all I have to do is read it. (laughs) So, no, they're doing a phenomenal job all the way around. Mm -hmm. And it's been so fun um, getting to experience all that and, and mm-hmm. getting to see new things about her and learning new things about her that I can play mm-hmm.
14: with. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Oh,
10: thank you! Niara, you're next. Hi, I'm Niara. Hi,
7: Niara. Happy, Niara.
10: Um, well, I've been watching Spongebob ever since I was very young, and I kind of grew up with it, which is nice. Um, okay. I'll start with you, Caroline. Um, along with What Natalia said, Sandy's super savvy and always has smart plans that work out after some twists and turns. She's also the only female main character. Do you think this helps draw young girls into the
6: show? I would hope so. I would hope that, um, I think she's a really good role model. I know for me, she's taught me a lot about being strong. I like that even when things don't work out, like you said the first time, she doesn't give up. She'll just keep trying. So I think she's, she's, yeah, she's wonderful for the girls. And it's nice in any show. You want characters that everybody can relate to. So we have a little bit of something for everybody. We have a character that everybody can say, oh, that's a little like me. Or, oh, I wish I was a little like
8: that. I think that's the beauty of the show. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworlds.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media, for Voice America, and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by That's Totally Normal from Tracks. I'm Joshita Balamurgan from Jacksonville, Florida, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye.